Welcome back. Today we've got a special treat in celebration of our 10th episode. You've heard the saying from the mouths of babes, right? Well, today I brought on my 11-year-old daughter to hear what untainted wisdom she had for us as moms that lead. Not only that, but she gives you a little bit of an unfiltered behind-the-scenes look into the production of the Moms That Lead podcast. I knew it was risky bringing her on. Stay tuned for her three leadership lessons with a little bit of additional commentary and reflection by me. I learned a lot listening to her, and I hope you will too. But first, the intro. Hey there, are you ready to jump off the hamster wheel and finally listen to that voice inside that says you were meant for more? Are you ready to replace overwhelm with calm and clarity, self-doubt with confidence, and mom guilt with connection? Then you're in the right place. I made this podcast just for you. Welcome to the Moms That Lead podcast, where we know that moms have a unique ability to be world changers, and that leadership is not about position. But instead, just like John Quincy Adams said, if your actions inspire others to dream more, learn more, do more, and become more, then you are a leader. I'm Terry Schmidt, your host and leadership mentor, determined to bring you the inspiration, motivation, and practical tips to help you live your best life. I'm a corporate leader and coach turned nonprofit founder. My family's journey to completing an Ironman triathlon changed my life forever, and I want to be your friend on the journey to gain the clarity, confidence, and connection that I gained from that experience. Hello, welcome to a very special episode of the Moms That Lead podcast. This is our 10th episode, and we have a special guest with us today, hopefully a future member, maybe in a couple decades, of the Moms That Lead community, my daughter, Megan. Hi, Megan. How are you today? I'm good. Well, good. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? What uh, grade are you going into in the fall? I am going into sixth grade. What's your favorite thing to do? Um, swim a lot. You love to swim. Why do you like swimming so much? Because I can push myself to my limits and do my best. What have you learned through swimming? You have to work really hard to reach the goals that you want to get to. And sometimes if you don't, if you like, don't do what you wanted to do, like you didn't make your goal, that you just keep going and keep trying with that goal. Very wise. All right, so yeah. what do you want to talk about? How you talk differently every time you're doing your podcast? <laughs> How do, how do I talk differently? You have like three different voices. You have a mom voice, a teacher voice, and a podcast voice, and a normal <laughs> voice, four voices. And I'm almost a little afraid to ask this, but what kind of behind-the-scenes things can you tell the people who are listening about the podcast? She... <laughs> she... She records it in her closet. Have you ever come in the closet when I was recording? Uh, maybe. <laughs> just, Are just, you supposed to come in the closet when I'm recording? 
<laughs> Yeah. you lie. <laughs> no. So when you think of a leader, what are the three most important skills a leader needs to have? Probably to listen to the other people. And Why is that important? so you don't do what you just want to do. And you do what they want to do too. Like not all about yourself. Okay, time for Terry's reflection number one. And I'll try not to do it in my podcast voice. <laughs> I thought it was interesting that Megan brought up the ability to listen first. Last week in episode nine, we talked all about finding your voice. So it may seem like this is a departure from that. But really, if you go back to that episode, you'll hear that a prerequisite for gaining confidence in finding and sharing your voice is the ability to listen, to do your research, and to hear the thoughts and emotions of others. I wonder if the fact that an 11-year-old brought up listening first speaks to how distracted we are living our lives and what a rarity true active listening is. I, for one... I'm going to work this week on taking the following steps to actively listen to those I lead. Number one, put down my phone. Number two, focus only on the person speaking to me. And number three, ask clarifying questions or summarize what they said to make sure that I understand. It sounds pretty simple, but I'm guessing it's going to be a little bit of a challenge. But I think it's going to be worth it. Because after all, listening not only helps us to have more confidence sharing our voice, but it also honors the voice and the unique purpose of the person who is speaking to us. Okay, back to my conversation with Megan. Secondly, they need to have a lot of perseverance, get through all the tough parts of their job. And what does perseverance mean? To just keep going. Even if you fail, you just keep trying and trying as hard as you can. And what's I, that quote that you like about perseverance? you only fail when you stop trying. Time for a reflection break. Wow. I'm not surprised that Megan brought up perseverance, as she's one of the examples I look to for how to keep fighting to do my best, even when things get difficult. But I wanted to talk a little bit about what perseverance looks like in today's world. Because whether you realize it or not, we're all in the middle of an endurance race. And it's a crazy one where the finish line keeps moving. So, what does perseverance mean now and later when we'll hopefully be in a different situation? Well, it goes back to the quote Megan shared. Perseverance is knowing that, as the quote says, you only fail when you quit trying. So let's dig deeper. Quit trying to do what? I know I talked last episode about the need to get out of your comfort zone. But does that mean that you're not a leader if you don't embark on some incredibly risky new adventure right now? No. What it does mean is that as a leader, you never quit trying to take the next right step. That's going to look different for different people and will even look different for you from day to day or maybe even hour to hour. But there are a few key ingredients that are necessary to help you persevere as a leader. Side note, they're also pretty necessary if you're ever running in an endurance race. 
The first one is purpose. If you don't know why you're leading, or why you're doing anything for that matter, it's really hard to stick with it. That's why we start with discovering or clarifying your purpose. The second one is belief. You may have heard of Carol Dweck and the growth mindset, and it really is a powerful tool if you have the belief that you can continue on, even when you fail. If you have the belief that even if you're not good at something right away, you say you're not good at it yet. You don't say it like an absolute statement that you'll never be good at it. If you have the belief that you can get through the next day, then you will. So finally, in addition to purpose and belief, this one may sound a little bit weird, but you really need to be able to monitor your body and also have a willingness to rest when it's needed. Our bodies will tell us when we need to rest. And if we don't listen, there can be many negative consequences. It's extremely true in an endurance race. And it's also true when you are trying to be the best leader that you can be, especially in the situations that we're operating in right now as a recording in summer 2020. So purpose, belief, and the ability to listen to what your body is telling you. Those are three key ingredients that will help us as leaders to persevere. Okay, so let's get back to Megan for the last skill she thinks is most important for a leader. And third, it's important to be honest to people that you are leading. Why is that important? So they know what like, you think about things. Megan is definitely right here. If there's one piece of advice that I've heard given to leaders the most, especially recently during this pandemic, it's the need to communicate. Especially in times of change and high stress, communication and transparency are key. That doesn't mean that you have to have all the answers to people's questions. Even telling people what you know and what you don't know can help build trust and ease worry. So there you have it. Three leadership lessons from an 11-year-old. Let's go back to the conversation to close out our time together today. And so here's a question we ask all of our guests. What do you think it means to be a mom that leads? What it means to be a mom that leads is to be a mom who works hard for their kids and leads other people to do their very best and work hard in things that they're doing. Do you want to be a mom that leads someday? Yes, I do. That was a fun one. Megan and I hope you enjoyed it too. Thanks for being with me through the first 10 episodes. It's hard to believe that it's already been 10. If you're enjoying it and are excited for the next 10, I'd love to have you subscribe and share this with a friend. Let's get this message out in front of other moms who lead in such important roles in our workplaces, in our communities, and in their homes. And as always, until next time, Lead with love.